Coffee time Wednesday. Bro, my Culver's hit me hard. Welcome back, everybody, to Coffee Time Wednesday. Your favorite host, Nicholas Lirio, favorite co-host, Ken Boucher, and your favorite co-host to the co-host, Peyton Scandridge. By the way, you're listening to this on Wednesday. Monday (laughs) was Peyton's birthday. He was the ripe age of 47. Gampy P in the house. Gampy P. <laughs> no, Peyton will technically be a peepaw when he is a grandfather someday. Uh, yeah. Because his first name starts with a P. So no, it's yeah. totally appropriate. My grandchildren will call me Grandpa Peyton. Really? That oh, yeah. is so many syllables. Yep. But they're going to spell Peyton like Ben spells Peyton. Yeah. Messed up. <laughs> There's about four ways to spell Peyton, and one of them is correct. <laughs> I have never seen the way that Ben used them. P E I G H T O H N or something. I think there's a Y in there somewhere too. (laughs) Back half. We love you. All right. Well, we. If you guys have never been here before, this is what we do. We each bring a topic, and for about five five minutes apiece, we talk about that topic. And uh, or you know, eight minutes for Kent, and then two minutes for Peyton. Five minutes for Nick, and then I get the last like thirty seconds. All right, Peyton, you go first. You take as long as you want. I only got like thirty seconds. All right, that was long enough. All right. Oh no, no, Peyton, you go. I just had a fun fact. I thought it was kind of cool. I read. We already know it was your birthday yesterday, Peyton. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. We're claiming my time. time. Um, No, apparently, for the first time ever in 2022, renewable energy um, production passed. Um, fossil fuels, as in like coal. Ooh, that is interesting. Very oh. cool. Yeah. Where, where, like just across the United States? In or? the United States, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So, and I read in the same article that wind energy is 76% more efficient in terms of like cost to produce than it was 10 years ago, which so, is also very cool. What kind of renewable energy is there besides wind and sun? Well, there's water. There's water, yep. That's a big one. Hi, hydro, aqua, what do you call that? Hydroelectric. Hydro, hydroelectric. I don't know. I, just I was right there. I was there. That's not used very much anymore, but it is still in some places. Like uh, out west, I think there's well, a few big hydroelectric. I think you're kind there. of limited by uh, the water has to kind of flow in the area uh, where the, the well, hydropower is being I produced. think it uh, wasn't the Red Rock Dam, so right here in our neck of the woods. That was set up to be capable of uh, being a hydroelectric we just dam, gotta, but like, I don't know that it's plug ever it in been. Well, I don't know that it's ever been used for it or not. Huh? I, I, heard I don't. So, know. I heard something about this like a year ago. I don't know any of the complications with that. I'm, I'm sure they're large, like like maybe water flowing through it too quickly would drain the dam. Or yeah, I, I don't. I'm an idiot. I don't know how it yeah, works. You got to have yeah. a good recharge rate from rainfall, which we've been you know very short on the last few summers. Hmm. Well. Is that all you got? That's I was anticipating. You hey, what's Iowa? The, do we do solar or wind or what do we, we do? We are wind. like maybe the top in wind production in terms of um, per square mile. We have the most wind production. It's uh. either the most or the third most or something behind like Rhode Island. I think might be number one, but they shouldn't count because they're like they the only have like two people. square. Yeah. they only have two yeah. square yeah. miles. They have one windmill. But yeah, Iowa <laughs> produces. Yeah, I think Iowa produces ten percent of the nation's wind energy. Wow, so it's interesting. It's on our driver's license, and I think the new uh, 
License plates. Well, soon will be the wind state. Yeah. Because all Could the birds be. will die. From- you know, one, <laughs> one, one Not quick, that they have a place to live One quick little anyway. thing I want to throw in there on this. I had, you know, so it, it's good to remember that it's like a give and take game. Uh, somebody, a very good friend of mine, he stopped by to see us at the Deer Classic, uh, just made a post on social media about how there's been some plans approved in his county to put up, it's probably around 25, 30 new windmills. And one of which is going to be directly across from his house. And he lives out in the country. And he's like, you know, we moved here. We love the beautiful view. Now we have a 600 foot tall uh, windmill going directly like, like on the graph, they show like where all the houses are marked out. The like windmill is touching his house on their uh, map. That's how close that thing is to his house. And can- I don't know if you've been by those things. They're big. They're super loud. They're loud, yeah. Really? You can, you can hear them. Yeah, if just you, that like, whooshing. You if know, you those stopped blades. and Sorry. If you stopped and parked your car, do it sometime out there on the corner, you can hear them. Yeah, because we got a bunch just like three miles from us, yeah. four miles. It, yeah. It's not and far it's, at all. And it's a, good re, you know, it's a good reminder that you know these are good things that we're using other means of getting energy but there's a cost i heard the big thing with wind energy was that the material they make them with isn't recyclable and so they just like sit in giant windmill death landfills what else isn't recyclable everything coal (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's true that's true guys we should get into recycling for well technically it is it just takes a very very long time dude recycling that's just like not nothing basically nothing's recyclable you know what the one thing that is recyclable cans do you know how you can tell if something's actually recyclable or not someone's willing to pay for it Hmm. that's a good point that's what no no one's paying for your plastic bags or anything like that now you can reuse things but anyway look at us five minutes plastic bags just go to the turtles in the ocean anyway yeah (laughs) for them to use (laughs) them yeah oh no (laughs) terrible we are we are not for we are not for the trash on the turtles we like our turtles. Have you guys ever been to like Hawaii or something? Touch the turtles? That's illegal. I for sure have never touched a turtle in Hawaii. <laughs> that is oh my goodness! But it's ever touched a turtle in Hawaii? Take a dark turn. <laughs> I go there sometimes to throw my car batteries in the ocean. But that, that, no. <laughs> oh my goodness, mate! Oh my goodness. Um, I'll go next, guys. Let's let's talk about loans. Let's talk about loans. So you know how. You know how with uh, there was like that big housing boom because uh, interest rates were crazy low. I'll just I'll just be vulnerable on here. I got our ho- first house for two point five percent interest. He's not being vulnerable. He's bragging. He's yeah, every, every time I can, I, I flex that two point five percent interest locked in. Um, but there are a lot of people who have adjustable loans, particularly in the commercial realm. Right. So farmland, big commercial buildings, stuff like that. You get adjustable loans and that's fine. Most of the time when they're adjusting a, like a half a percent or a quarter of a percent, but there's a, there, it was something, some number, like some odd trillion dollars worth of loans are being bumped up by more than 2% mm. when they, when they turn adjustable this year. So, uh, Anyway, good luck with that. The old the old Silicon Valley Bank, but the the reason that's relevant is because that uh, could create. I wouldn't not like a farming crash. It could create a very weird thing with farming, where all of a sudden young farmers who are able to get in because the interest was three point one percent, all of a sudden their interest was adjustable, gets bumped up to seven point five percent, 
and they no longer make money and they go, you know, they have to sell their land or, you know, do whatever, or maybe they own land and we're renting it to people and now they can't rent it to those people. And then you're going to have big, big corporate buyouts. Reshuffling. If those corporate companies don't also have issues with their loans. So because of this huge, these huge adjustments that are happening this year, uh, because people were just for a few years, they were just money was basically free. You know, money was basically free. money was basically free, <laughs> dude. Two percent interest is that's free money. Uh, well, you have to give it back. I I know, but you could literally like get two percent interest, stick that thing in a Roth IRA, give it back thirty years later, and be like way richer. You know, get your seven percent or whatever. Anyway, that doesn't work when the bank interest loans are seven point eight percent or whatever they are right now. Man. So it like Silicon Valley bank was like the first of things to happen for the economy. It was like the first, um, Piper paying the Piper basically, um, the Pied Piper. And so now we've got a few other things, big things that'll, that'll be heavily affecting people that are coming down the pipeline. And, uh, but, um, as Peyton does, you can just keep all of your cash under your mattress. Um, so that, would save you from those issues or you could do like Kent and only have all of his money in Tesla stock. So one of those two good <laughs> options, solid options. Put it on the, a, the gold standards. It's all gold. Driver, yeah. <laughs> Just invest in gold. We also use Tesla tractors here at Hoxie. Yeah. yeah the, the first not, Tesla tractor farm. <laughs> that's right. All solar powered even. Oh man, look at me only using three of our minutes. Very good. You can say you left me the rest of the time. Yeah, which I always Kent, need. Yeah, because Kent always goes like ten minutes. I'm so for anyone who's like, this isn't fifteen minutes. We're gonna blame Kent yeah. jointly. Kent's yeah. the most passionate. We'll give you so his cell phone so you can text him every time it goes over. That's right. Well, I uh, read an interesting article on this family uh, in Pasadena, California, who has a tenth of an acre that they uh, grow food on. And the article is titled, They or Family Reveals How They Grow 6,000 Pounds of Food a Year on Just One-Tenth of an Acre. And then it says, Farming is Full of Ups and Downs. And uh, what it what it kind of boils down to is they've done the research to figure out what is the perfect soil condition for not just in general, you know, like when we, when we look at gardening, we, you know, we look at our yard and say, over there would be a good spot for a garden. And then we plant all these different species in it and hope to harvest more than we planted. Right. But, uh, they're looking at going down to even like symbiotic relationships that might exist, you know, like mutualistic relationships between, uh, individual species in their garden. So they grow like some plants together Mm -hmm. because one plant, you know, uh, helps, uh, hold moisture in the soil that the other plant needs so that it's more efficient for watering and, and keeps the soil consistently, you know, the right moisture level, or, um, it blocks out weeds from the other plant type of thing. So they, they look at that, but then also they really, um, uh, tried to, uh, protect and, and, well, first of all, establish and then protect the right microbial uh, part of the ecosystem that these different uh, plants are growing in. And so really, to, to kind of sum up what these people have done is they've just managed the soil very well in their garden 
for each individual species. And uh, as a result, you can see just how much food is being produced in such a small area. How much food are they producing? Uh, six 6,000 pounds is what the article said, but to like put that into an idea of how much that is, they said that they're able to, I don't think feed year round, but give food to significant food to over 150 families every year out of crazy out of uh, what they're growing there process that my brain cannot process that 6,000 pounds on one tenth of an acre. Right. Yeah. And so the other key part to, to, uh, mention here is it is regenerative practice that they're using so kind of like when you know the very basic rotating your corn and soybeans you're using that legume to uh, fix nitrogen back into the soil for the corn the next year like that would be one example of how you can use a plant to help another plant right so imagine just being able to identify all these different uh uh interactions that take place between these different species to create as many of those circumstances as possible so that they aren't having to add in more nitrogen you know to their soil every year they're not having to put lime in to change the ph or uh, put more calcium or put more phosphorus down there they're not having to do all of those things because they're identifying those relationships between those different plants to achieve that for them in a greenhouse or outdoors or uh, I think it's outdoors okay. because uh, uh, where they're at. Yeah. You know, so, just... so the basically, like if they're growing bell peppers, they just manage the soil and put the bell peppers in the perfect spot in the garden. That instead of six peppers, it grows like fourteen peppers. Right. Yeah. You got. I mean, to be able to get that much of a yield off such a small area, it's got to be. I, I would. I mean, as perfectly dialed. I would think as you could get if it was that warm, like year round, you could like rotate the, just depending on the crop. Well, you could rotate I'm, like three crops a year. Yeah, almost. I'm sure that I'm sure they have to, you know. But, oh yeah, but um, I guess the you know I always try to have a lesson in the news. What it would be here is obviously soil health. Just you know what good soil is capable of first, right? But then also they talked about in here that. Um, you know, they're talking about the creativity, the problem solving that goes into their style of farming. And, uh, you know, if you really put in that work, you don't need to have, you know, a super vast area to have a, an abundant crop to support your family and even your neighbors, you know, help them out as well. How much money do you think they make off of that 10th of an, like 6,000 pounds of like zucchinis, I feel like is maybe like $15,000, you know, it's not, well, like, you know, it's just like any other crop. There's going to be a different price point for, yeah. For each thing based on it demand. Sounds like an algebra problem that I don't want to solve. Oh no, yeah. Like, <laughs> like if Sally had 300,000 tomatoes, these, this is Sally. Is her name Sally? No, it was a guy. His name is, uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. I, I, I don't want to mispronounce. I think he's from New Zealand. Jebediah. Uh, it's, it's spelled like what we would call somebody here in the United States, Jules, J-U-L-E-S. Oh, yeah, Jules. Yeah, but I don't know if that's, since he's from another country, I don't know if, if uh, <laughs> it's pronounced differently or not. But Wow, that's crazy. I I still don't understand. Like, are they making a full living off of it? Is that what they do full-time? Is one-tenth of an uh, acre? It's my goodness, ripped my house out of my it, yard. It, I was say, it, it doesn't It doesn't say so. Uh, there is a picture here, I think. Uh, uh, it's not necessarily theirs. I think it's just a general or another urban homestead. But um, 
I, I don't know if they make a living off of it. Um, I'm sure that's part of it. You know, they got a lot of hours invested. If you're going to have that much, that, you know, well-oiled of a machine of an operation, you're going to probably need some return on investment financially. Yeah. That is wild. Wow. But also if you never had to buy any of your produce groceries because you grew them all yourself, um, you know, that's payment in a way as well. Hmm. Well, Take care of your soil, ladies and gentlemen. Get fixed loan rates and uh, uh, use wind energy, question mark? No, probably not. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, man. Well, Peyton, what do you got to say to take us out? I, I, I say to that, Nicholas, take us out. <laughs> wow. I love that. And my closing statement is, is, is Peyton, <laughs> take us out. <laughs>